Hi, everybody. We are here with Belly Dance Stories podcast. My name is Alexandra Molina, and this is Valerie Morlinari, my co-director. We are super excited today because this episode is, um, it's going to have a lot of really good information. So you might want to take notes. I don't know. But this episode is, um, we brought two of our sponsors, Kendrick and Andres, and we'll introduce them in a minute. But we are going to be talking about event funding and um, getting funding for creators in general. So it's basically a podcast about money and creativity and our industry and in multidisciplinary industries as well. So we're going to have a really cool conversation um, and also talk about our experiences with the funding. Uh, we all have like a collective uh, story, but also separate stories. And this is a little bit of a sub-story of the origin of Belly Dance Stories. So if you haven't checked out um, how Valerique and I first started Belly Dance Stories, you can do so. We have the first episode uh, of our podcast is called The Origin Story. So check that one out. So I'm going to introduce our um, sponsors and our interviewees here. We have Kendrick Vasquez. He is the co-founder and CEO of HGAP Studios. And HCAP Studios is a photography, video, and podcast solution for brands and the modern creator. And we are currently in the podcast studio room of HCAP Studios. And our other interviewee is Andres Polonia. He is the CFO of HCAP Studios and the CEO of Andre Gottlidge. Thank you guys so much for coming and being a part of our Belly Dance Stories podcast. Thank you so much for Thank having us. Thank you very much. Of course. So we have our first question. Which actually we ask all of our uh, interviews. We ask every podcast with this question. <laughs> what is your story? How did you two meet? And tell us a little bit about each of you. Cool. Do you want me to start with what my story is as far as like how we started HGAB a little bit and then how we met? Sure. Would that be better? Yeah, I think it will be the, the chronological way there. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so our story is very simple. Um... Our story starts with four friends who really enjoyed production and creating and really not knowing uh, or having a space to be able to do that and collectively coming together to create a space for our creative community to be able to flourish and do what they do best without having to worry so much about the ins and outs of everything that it takes to run and operate a production. So um, I am one of four founders. I have three other partners, Chris, Mariana, and Biskeen. And we collectively came together to create what you see now as HCAP Studios. Um, with that being said, then we met a lovely individual by the name of Andres. <laughs> and he can take over from there. Um, so we're talking about HCAP, right? Well, we, we're talking about how about we met. About your story. How we met. Oh, how we met. <laughs> Who and, are and, you? And, 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 you first, yeah. and myself. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with the HCAP part first. So I met Kendry about exactly about someone 10 years ago and six months. Um, it was when I started at the bank, at a particular bank that I was working for, and he was a person that used to come in regularly. So, you know, started talking, very entrepreneurial guy, all these things. I met Biscayne too. He was, she was doing that. And then after a few years, I mean, I went, I saw him going through company after company, t-shirts, this, that, and then finally the studio happened. And he goes to me one day, he's like, dude, I have this place in Wynwood. It's a little office. It, was, it wasn't all that you see now. It was a little office and you have to come and see it. I don't know what to do with it. So I'm like, okay. I came to visit and you know, after seeing everything, I was like, you have a gold mine over here. You can do this, you can try this. But at the end, of course, they started working and developing and the whole studio this whole, same location. This same location. It was just all the way in the back. They only had the little office and then one studio. Were you his client? So I was working with a company uh -huh. where we would frequent the bank, the bank. where okay. he was working in. Okay, okay, okay. And as I was coming in there year after year after year, I obviously became a very good friend. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I would always go to Andres for advice, you know, financial yeah. advice. I still do, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when we found HGAB and the location, um, you know, we 
like like he was saying, it was uh, at the far corner of the building, very small. We only had one little office and one studio at the time. And I invited him over because I thought, you know, this could be a good opportunity for him to see the space and finally see all the craziness that I have been right. building up to uh, year after year after knowing him. And I wanted to see how he could also be of value to us financially to help us navigate the financial mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. And I'm very excited and happy that he was so excited to come and check out the space and see what we were doing because as soon as he stepped into the building, I think we were having an event that night. I could just see, you know, all the 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 cylinders firing at the same time. And after the fact, he was like, hey, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. Mm -hmm. And I, and I thought that that was actually really special because we needed the help, you know? And essentially when we brought Andres on board and when he decided that he wanted to work with us, we had asked him to, to do a, a role that had nothing to do with finances, had nothing to do with anything that he's doing now, mm -hmm. but he was very eager and excited to work with us that he was like, let's do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then from there, he more or less developed his own role which I thought was very cool that he was like, Hey, listen, I can do this, but I can do this. And that's going to be way better for you. And luckily for us, we were all like, okay, let's do it. That, you know? that is very true. I always when I come to a position and like, fine, I, I was managing part of the bank and the whole thing. So I can be as a manager production, all these things. So organize things. And I always try to do, it's like, let me fire myself. Let me get this job so efficiently that I will not need to be there. And then, so I kind of did that and everything went kind of on, on our website and everything gets organized and it still works to that day that way. Yeah. Uh, and that's how it separated the work. And then I started asking, how much does it cost to run this place? How much do you make? How much? You so that's when I started kind of getting in better into, into that. A little funny part, when I came the first time to see the place, that it was still, the studio was still full of things. One of his co-founders, Chris, which is our um, engineer today, I went to college with him. We used to play in the same soccer mm -hmm. team. like, Chris, what are you doing here? Like, so it was very, very exciting. It's, it's already like a small Everything world. Was a to small align, world. To align. So I, I found that that was very, very interesting. I had no idea until, until he came I saw that him, day. Yeah. It's like, that, oh, I went to school with this guy. Day. I was like, no what? way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Super cool. Super cool. Small Super world. Cool, yeah. Creatives have a very small world, especially in Miami. <laughs> yep, that's, that's very true. So since then... Uh, um, I started little by little taking over and I, at some point I was the official uh, uh, chief financial officer, which I oversee uh, money in, money out, um, managed to get the first um, lending for, for, for HCAP to get uh, professional grade equipment. And, uh, and they all, everything is, 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 a, is a fit, is, everything is, is, is a lot of work. Nothing comes simple. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but we have learned to to go through that and, and to make it happen. That was a that was a very important pillar that at the time I didn't know that we needed until he came in and he was like, mm. look, I can do this for you. Mm. And honestly, I, I would I would have to say that we wouldn't be in the place we are today if Andres wouldn't have come in to the group. Jump on board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, jump on board and, and talk a little bit about money and how to invest, you know, what you have and how to make it grow. Mm -hmm. Right. That's important yeah. to have someone like that in our fields because as a creative, you know, I mean, I can speak from experience and I know Valken too, that our minds are, you know, pulled in so many ways. So to have somebody there help us that kind of has uh, that other mindset, that structure with numbers and money and kind of helping us see other things outside of what we're doing is just very helpful. It's yeah. good to have that help. Yeah. And, and not even, even people don't take into account their own personal uh, knowledge of how money works and how uh, banks work and, and all of that. And, and then they don't work on themselves on that particular area. So when it's, you know, you get a person who gets out of college and you're like, okay, I'm an adult now. It's like, well, you have no credit. You have no this. You have no that. You did not get ready for it. And if funny, most people had age cap at that moment. They were not ready. But I saw the opportunity. It's like, it can be done quicker. A year, two years, three years. But you need the discipline. You need this. And I need... I, I had the know-how and they allowed me to. And then everybody grows together, the company and the person. Andres not only, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but Andres not only helped the business uh, finance, uh -huh. but he also took the time to individually help all of us 
on our own personal finances, which I thought was like so special because he cared. He didn't just care about the project that we were doing. He cared about the people who were who was involved in the project. And he knew that if the people who are involved until this day, we do the same thing with all of our employees and all that good stuff. Like if the people who are involved in the project are not okay, then the project will not, not gonna be work. Okay. Yeah. You know, so super, super special. And thank you. Andre, your background is then in finances. You went to school for that. No, no. I have a degree in biology and biochemistry, and uh, I pretty much learned how nature stacks things up. That if something mm. fails, everything falls in. So I started applying a lot of things to my life, first of all, how I eat, how I exercise, how I balance everything. I don't like balance. I like contrast. And then I started applying it to my little projects and all that. And then when I came to HCAP, something I learned from HCAP that I didn't have, I, I was like very, like to play safe. I was very, mm, I would overthink it sometimes. And then from Kendry and everybody here, it was like, we go head on. And then sometimes that will cost you in time and money. While I was more on the like, eh, that will cost me on time and money. So I found a nice middle, at least for myself. That's what I learned from, from being at HCAP. Take some risk, but still do your thinking. Still do your math. Still try. But, um, but yeah, my degree is about chemistry, biological things, and then how nature sets things up. Mm -hmm. So every single time I'm setting up a company or thinking of an idea, I'd set it up in a in a way mm -hmm. in a similar way that if this fails, it falls on here and it continues. Mm -hmm. If two fail, it falls on here and it continues. So I always find a way through and then so I try to think as many things as possible. So yeah, that's my background. Oh, and 15 years in banking. Yeah, in yeah, banking. yeah. Talk about the finance part. <laughs> the finance part, yeah. That's what I, yes. what I was aiming with the question because then you got that financial education because I have mentors that it's surprising because many got their financial education basically by working in a bank. Correct. And many of us in real life basically get our financial education basically by making mistakes in life. Um, so that's what I wanted to get because I think... Uh, yeah. Yes. No, but in the, in the bank, so not everybody at the bank learns about money. Not everybody learns about business. Not everybody that works at the bank learns all of those things. It comes out of their own curiosity mm -hmm. for the clientele that comes in. I was in an affluent market, meaning that most of these people are attorneys. They are doctors. They're entrepreneurs. The people that own many businesses. So I learned from them because I asked them, how do you start it? And they open up. They will tell you everything. So I was very receptive to that. So I learned from their experiences, from their mistakes. And in the bank, of course, you have a portfolio of success and failures and how money works and how you see a business like, oh, they're probably very profitable. And I go, oh, all the data is there. And, yeah. and then I go like, oh, they don't do that great. But and then I'm my own interest. So 15 years of that. And, and then and from many different levels, from the everyday to uh, business owners, lending, uh, and then at the very end of, of my banking career, it was on, on mostly investment, private wealth, and how really big money is created, saved, and, and moved on to the next generation. Mm -hmm. So uh, that I learned the most and, and everything else outside that economic uh, circle. So that's why I started investing in little things, investing in myself, investing on many different different parts. And my dream was to invest in on things that I can walk into that business and be like, mm. I own part of this. So that is, yeah, my full background, 15 years working with money and I continue money is everything pretty much. That never ends. Uh, it never yep. ends, yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So that leads us to that next question, which uh, we wanted to ask you. Um, you were, so when we first came to you about belly dance stories, um, the origin, a little bit of the origin story of belly dance stories is I came to you and you already knew that I was starting to work with Valerique. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, uh, I called you and I said, babe, I need a loan for our theater show. <laughs> you needed it for the theater. We needed for it the for the rental. For the rental of the theater. And then you stopped me and you were still at work. <laughs> and he's he goes to me, he's like, let me just come home and we'll talk about it. And uh, so we did. And I told you a little bit more about what our intentions were, but we wanted to ask you, what was, why did you decide to become uh, an investor in Belly Dance Stories? And also another question is, could you 
define the difference between an investor and a sponsor for us? All right. So I remember that day. I was in my office and I received a call and I wish you had told me it was for the theater. <laughs> I need a loan. <laughs> now I need to pay some. Okay. It wasn't really like that, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, boy, I turned it a little bit and I did my banker thing. Let me have a conversation oh, with yes. you. Let me have a conversation. If I was a bad banker, I'll be like, yes, the rate is so-and-so and it's going to cost you so-and-so. A good banker will ask you a lot of questions. So I would like, relax, I'm going to get home and we're going to have a conversation about this. So that's, that's, that's how we went. I asked what we were trying to do, all of these things, and, and then um, I told you how a loan works and then you will have to pay interest on it. You will have to start paying it back even before months before your show. So, so I, I was trying to see, um, I was to see more. If there's an opportunity there as a, as an investor, I always go like, is there an opportunity mm -hmm. there? That's basically it. Mm -hmm. yes. and, I, and I wanted to jump in and be yeah. like, of course, <laughs> yeah. jump but in. business means opportunity, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And whenever we see an opportunity, we're like, all right, this is our time to do business with somebody. Mm -hmm. And business usually means fun, like funding either funding this way to then receive more receive funds this back. way. Mm -hmm. So definitely whenever we see an opportunity, that's a good opportunity. We want to jump in and, mm -hmm. and help. So, mm -hmm. And that leads to answering your second question. What is the difference between an investor and a sponsor? In that case, I was the investor because I didn't want my name all over the place. I didn't want to be... Um, well, I'm here now, but that's for a different <laughs> purpose. Uh, but I didn't want to be part of, of, of like, you know, your, 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 your brand in a sense. I just wanted to be able to give you money for a return. And that's mm. what investors mm -hmm. do pretty much. And they also, investors will help you out to make sure that you sell the tickets, help you with the marketing, help you with as much as they can. So mm -hmm. they can assure that their money is going to come back it's and then their back. returns mm -hmm. are going to come back. And then, you know, all investors work differently. It's different contracts, different. At the end, you have to negotiate with them a, a give and take, and, and you will find a, uh, you know, if, if it's if it's fair enough. So I, I made it fair, of course. Um, but but that's the part of the investor. That's that's the part. That's that's the. They don't want. I'm paying you to have my name there because people are gonna see my logo there. Mm -hmm. That the investor really doesn't care for that. Mm -hmm. And the sponsor, of course, is. It's the other way. They will lend you, whether it's with money, with uh, assistance, with uh, studios, you will, as, as, at the same thing, you will work out a deal with them mm -hmm. on either it's money or, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh, whichever of those. And then the idea is like, you're going to say that I'm sponsoring you because you have an audience and then we want to be seen by your audience. Mm -hmm. And then that's, that's the main difference between a, an investor and a sponsor. They just... Sometimes they just give you the money to put a logo somewhere. Both opportunities. Both opportunities. Both. Yeah. Some is Correct. more on the financial side and the other more on the marketing and mm -hmm. and acquiring your your audience. Mm -hmm. Right? So as a as HCAP Studio sponsor to Belly Dance Stories, we saw the opportunity of harnessing an audience that we would have never technically tapped into, mm -hmm. but still an audience that could potentially be of benefit to us. So w that's why we decided, hey, I think that it would be a good idea mm -hmm. after you guys came and, and asked us and Andres spoke to us. We we're like, okay, this would be a good, uh, good opportunity for us. So always, always an opportunity on both ends. Correct. We what? always want to see the opportunity mm -hmm. on not just to us, but what we had to offer, serve you guys. And mm -hmm. usually the, the best sponsors and how you should shop for your sponsors is like, this person has anything to do with my industry or could have something to do with <coughs> my industry. Mm -hmm. And and then make that connection there. We had something to offer that will benefit you guys. You guys dance in these beautiful dresses and it's a shame to take a photo with an iPhone than yeah. with a full light or everything or whatever production it is. So we always like, we can have a benefit for them as well. That was our next question actually. Like Go how ahead. can we uh, uh, identify them? How can I know who's gonna be a good sponsor and who's gonna be a good investor? Like when we go shop for them or when yes. we go ask, exactly. you know, how can we approach, are we approaching them as an investor or as a sponsor? So I definitely think it depends on what you guys need, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Um, funding is always important. So you can always ask a sponsor to fund you guys where you don't necessarily have to pay them back, but you give them value in other ways, right? Um, 
in our case, we helped in many different sectors, whether it be in uh, giving you guys an opportunity to come into the studios so you guys can develop the belly dance stories mm -hmm. to then be able to showcase in the actual um, mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. um, we gave you guys the opportunity to have equipment because we rent equipment, we rent studios. So there, for us, it was a couple different levels of sponsorship, let's say, and things that we can offer where you guys found value in that. Mm -hmm. And then vice versa, like I said, we found value in harnessing the audience that you guys were cultivating. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely, you know, what do you guys want? Before you jump into mm -hmm. uh, an investor meeting, you need to figure out what exactly it is that you want from that particular investor. Um, or or sponsor, you know, because you could w want money or equipment or both or, you know, it's always nice to walk into the table and, and, and ask for things. A lot of people don't have, uh, let's say, the guts to even ask for something, yeah. you know, which I yeah. think I think it's a very missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You would be surprised how many things we've been able to acquire and get and and because we just simply just asked for it. You know, so definitely don't be afraid to ask for things. The worst thing that could happen is you get a no and then you move on to the next company or person or whatnot. I think you mentioned something very important of like the organization of the ideas before. I think it's great what you're saying, like have that nice radiography of the project that you want to do so you can actually know I need this amount of money. I need this amount of resources. And from there, I guess that you start Kind right. of like tapping, okay, I need this from this sector. I need this support. And it's also important to know what to give, right? That's because mm -hmm. very important. Both yes. investors and sponsors are going to ask, okay, I'm giving you this, it's but what am I getting in return? Yeah, yeah. So it's important to know what you want and what you can give yes. before you step into any meeting and just blur out a number or... Yeah, or, I want to do this and... Yeah. 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 In return, I have to give you this. Exactly. The, the part that, that consolidates all of that in, in the sense, like, what do you want? Like how Kendry was asking, it comes down to a simple business plan. Even if you're just doing something small, and at least for me, and with Kendry happens all the time, that he was like, we got to do this business idea. And I go like, okay, put it on one paper. What is the vision? What is the market search? What is the marketing strategy? What are your sales? And what do you hope to bring Because out? here, it, you can see it super crystal clear. But once you want to put it in concrete. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. But imagine, you're not doing, I mean, you're doing it for yourself. But if you're going to ask exactly, me for money, exactly. I want to I read it. You want to read it, and, see wanna, it? And, and usually when a person comes asking me, like, oh, you know, I have this little idea and stuff like that. Okay, put it on a paper and send it to me. Which we'll talk a little bit more later, but that is what we did yes. for you, <laughs> which was really... Correct. And, and then when it says, what do you want? So how do you chop for your sponsors? Mm -hmm. When you do your market research and it's in your case, your belly dancers, uh, um, and, and, and you look at all of your industry, what do we use? What do we consume? How, how can a person will be benefit from, from our mm -hmm. audience? Mm -hmm. Our audience are studio owners, dancers, you know, of course, regular people. And, and, and then so that's, women. That, women, that's how <laughs> yeah. you chop with them. Mm -hmm. You could have gone to uh, makeup or things like that. Mm -hmm. So you had to do that because when you walked in into that room with your business plan, you were like, my audience could be your audience and you're already selling it to them, but you might not have tapped into ours. And then now they will see the benefit of providing you with funds. So you will have a, a higher uh, chance of getting funded for anything that you're trying to do. Fantastic. Those are great tips. Yeah. That's a lot of good information. Thank you guys. So um, we're going to move on to the next question. Actually, it's for Kendrick. Okay. We got a little backstory here. Um, but Kendrick, I, uh, my little story with HGAP is that I came in like 2018 and I knew because of Andres. Late he, 17. Late seven. Oh yes. Bueno, something around there. And, um, being an artist, I wanted to look for a space that I could rent out. So I rented space out at HGAB. It was still growing. And uh, so I've seen it grow and it's it's been a tremendous and very fast growth, uh, which is very cool and very special. So, and I always love my time here at HGAB renting space and coming and working and seeing all of the creatives, you know, flow in and out. There's been so many creatives, so many people that I've met in this space. And... Um, um, fast forward, now HGAP has sponsored 
belly dance stories, uh, our podcast uh, space and like how you were talking about um, rented equipment to us and just have been such an amazing sponsor that even our our ladies and our dancers have really felt HGAP's presence. And when they come here, they they feel they feel really good and they feel really pro and well taken care of. Um, your slogan is creators live here. And you're a space that has multidisciplinary artists um, and you have events like Meet Your Muse. So there's always people flowing in and out of here. I know that for sure. Yeah. But we wanted to know, could you tell us a little more about what it's like being a founder of a company like this? And also um, the vision that you guys originally had with this space. Okay. So our company was always built... Um, with us in mind, right? When it came at, uh, as creators, because we are creators at heart. So before we even started HGAB, we were creating things. We were creating other companies. We were creating, uh, I love photography. I love video. And when our company was developing and our company has gone through many stages of development, right? It's It started off as one thing, which was an online publication. And it, basically has developed now into providing spaces and resources for creators in our community. So little by little through the stages, we've been uh, bringing in other creators that we know could benefit from who we are. So for me, it's been very special creating a space where other creators feel comfortable and, and want to come and they feel like this space is special because we essentially built this space for us, you know? So we built it in a way where if we were coming in and we were not the founders of HGAB and we were not the owners of HGAB, how would we feel? How would we interact within the space? Um, how do we interact with other people who are in the space? And you came in as an artist um, and you had your um, own little space here at HGAB and, and I, I always saw that time as such a beautiful time because it was one of our transitional phases of, of HGAB. Mm -hmm. And I think it was very important because it really uh, helped us understand who we were really as a company and as a business and also helped us understand what kind of creators we wanted to help in the future. Mm -hmm. And for us, it's, it's all kinds of creators, right? You know, you, you never know who would be stepping into the door eight years ago and at the same time you don't know who's going to step into the door today but as long as people are one creators and very excited to do what they want to do we are very excited to help in that process for them so i feel very happy that you know we're we've been very in. happy too thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i just feel really happy and humbled and and excited about what our project has been about and what our project will continue to be and develop. And continue with your line of thought. Uh, if you could add also in the importance also of having creators from different disciplines. Yeah. Also different meeting, mediums. Because we were talking just here, like if I'm a music artist, I'm going to need a photographer. I'm going to need a music video. I'm probably going to have to do a podcast to do the release of my album. So for any type of production, there's so many team members that you need. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's great also to, I have beautiful collaboration with Alexandra, but I also have to constantly collaborate with artists from other disciplines. Right. And that's the great thing also about HCAP that we can kind of like connect. Yeah. So yeah, in, in a production, you know, there's so many different facets, mm -hmm. you know, it's not just like one thing. So we've thought about how we can cater to each one of those facets when it comes mm -hmm. to coming into the space and, and fulfilling the production. Mm -hmm. Because we know, hey, there's a lot of balls to juggle here. So how do we make what we offer as a company easy and accessible for creators mm -hmm. and for the production? So definitely on the end to end, we've thought about, I want to say everything. I mean, we're always thinking about different things, but we've tried to think about everything and every different facet and how we can make that simple for productions. Mm -hmm. So thank you <laughs> for noticing that. It's, it's great. Um, do you find that it's, that it's, you know, really important and how do you find that it's important to work with 
other artists or other people in other fields that it that are not yours? Like, what is that? Uh, so how do you value that? As a as an entrepreneur, again, mm -hmm. I love to find opportunities, mm -hmm. right? And um, the creative field is so broad. You know, you can't label a, a creator just as a photographer or as an artist. You know, again, even entrepreneurs are creators at the end of the day. So I always like to tap into different industries and different people and see, you know, where we might be missing the mark somewhere where it might not apply to every industry throughout, but it could. But without asking and without trying to um, facilitate something for a certain person or, or industry or creator that we will never know. So I've always been, this space is for everyone. It's it's totally up to you to decide what you want to mm -hmm. do with the space mm -hmm. and the resources and, and even the people inside the space. You know, you, right now you can walk outside the studio and have a conversation with someone and be completely mind blown by what they do and how they do it and try to apply that to what you guys are trying to do. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why this space is so special because there's so much resource in one place that it's kind of like, it, it would be, um, you know, it, it, would, it, it, it would be, how do, how do I find the word? You need to utilize that. You know, mm -hmm. you need it to. It would be a shame not to utilize. Yeah, it, it would be a shame to yeah. to to underutilize what this space is and what we've done here and all that good stuff. So definitely, like, just come here. <laughs> you know, I always tell people like, come here, get inspired, um, create. Even you're not a photographer, okay, pick up a camera. Like, you never know what's gonna happen here. So, yeah. And you never know how you're gonna grow as an artist because once you reach out to another. Um, you know, area that might not be your field, then you learn something new about yourself and maybe how you can run your your business or if it's just a trade and if it's just something you do for fun, you start to learn more about yourself. I know that sometimes in the dance industry, we talk about um, learning different dance styles outside of oriental dance, mm -hmm. you know, learning ballet or modern or fusion or, or, or just something that has nothing to do with us. Um, and we start to learn more about what we can do with our bodies and how we can communicate with other people. So it's very similar. Um, just like you said, you never know what will happen. You just, it's a shame not to do it. And you never, you should go out in a, on an adventure and find, you know, other people and spark those conversations. Absolutely. Very important cool. for development of yourself and your brand mm -hmm. and your business of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. That's something that we do here on that. It is that we have an open door to any conversation. Even if you were start a conversation with Ken and you start asking like, how do you, how do you bottle this equipment? Stuff like that. He'll be like, I don't know. You have to talk to him. Or even about money and finance. Or even <laughs> about, and, and it's funny that the door is always open for all of those. And if you're here talking, doing a photo shoot and things like that, and you ask him like, oh, how did this work? And then it will lead you to different paths, but we are here open with the knowledge and the support in, in, in many instances for, for artists or anybody, really. Mm -hmm. Many, many times we get other entrepreneurs who want to basically duplicate this concept that we've, that we've done here. Mm. And I take the time and I sit down with them and I tell them exactly it. how we mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. You know, for me, it's not competition. For me, our, our general goal is to help the creative community. And if there's more spaces like these for creators to create then we are doing what we set out to do, which is help the creative community. So I don't see other studios or any other um, entity wanting to duplicate what we've done here as a threat. I see it more as a, a helping hand to what our, our end goal is, which is help the community. That's and so wonderful. It's wonderful. You we, we were actually talking about this earlier of how um, in the U.S., you were researching that the government is, doesn't really fund the arts. It's more of like a private yeah, uh, funding. Yeah, Yeah. And um, I just find out that the government of the United States of America spent more money funding paper than arts. <laughs> and that usually the model is to use the private sector to incentivize them to, you know, promote more arts. Right. Um, but paper, paper, like physical paper? <laughs> physical or? paper, yeah. Interesting. Okay. They don't make it simple. That, that's one thing, though. Yes. They don't make it simple. They don't make it simple. 
like to get a grant even from the government it's like a science and usually the simple one and it's complicated is the uh, the national endowment for the arts and then you have to do first your research find the grants do the paperwork you also have to find other investors or know that it is uh you know it is a one to one you have to find a, a ratio whatever they're that they're asking for and then they usually how it works with grants because they want a level of commitment but my thing is that they don't make it simple. That's what it is. It's, it's just, it, it, people usually come to me like, look, I received this. And even I had to go like, what is this? It is so complicated. Oh, in, in one of the, that we did something for HCAP, I go like, only because I have all this experience in lending and, and, then, and filling out mm -hmm. these documents, I was able to actually pay something back to the government. Mm -hmm. Actually find that even, I was like, wow, this is so complicated. It's, I feel like it's complicated for a reason though, right? Mm. Because it's very easy to ask for money, right? And I feel like, and in and, and here, you know, we talk about sponsorships. We get a lot of people asking us to sponsor them, mm. but we can't sponsor everybody, mm -hmm. you know? And not every project is worth sponsoring. And as much as, you know, it's it's exciting for you and, and it means the world to you, um, it might not even be at the stage to sponsor, mm -hmm. you know? So there, there is, and there should be, and there is some sort of, um, you know, uh, a, a homework and, and, and just things that you need to achieve and goals that you need to achieve before you go and step into getting a sponsorship. And I think it's very important to, for you guys to do your homework and to develop yourself and who you are and what you're doing and who your audience is and your target market and all that good stuff before you come in to ask for funding. And you'll see this all the time, you know, if you watch the show Shark Tank. Mm. Oh, I love it. I, I, that's one of my favorite shows. And <laughs> we actually it. get a lot of the, the sharks who come in here and do podcasts and all that cool stuff, which is super awesome for me. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, a plug. Um <laughs> But I understand what what it means for them to be like, no, you're not ready for an investment. You're not yes. ready for this. You haven't mm -hmm. gone through the trials and tribulations of what a business is really going to go through. All you have is paper, you know? So it's like, I think I think there should be a little bit of, of red tape that you need to cross before you get funding from the government or from a private entity or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. You have to do your due diligence. Your due diligence. Yeah. Yeah. And in my, uh, our case, for when I went to Andres. I was right? thinking about that. Yes. I guess oh. we, we can segue into that story. Yeah, because um, let me bring this mic. I had years of experience producing events. Mm -hmm. okay. So when I came to ask for that money and that investment, I actually came with my evidence of my shows. You know, I have brought this amount of people to the door. I have access to this amount of emails. I have access to these uh, communities. So, so let's put a little like a <laughs> like a backdrop on exactly. that. Exactly. Right. Okay. So back to the story of when I had called Andres Barallon. Okay. You know, fast forward. He asks me. He becomes interested in in this in this production. Which actually, if 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 our listeners, if you guys happen to have heard uh, the episode one, we had talked about how we just wanted to do a tiny little student show, a tiny little student show mm -hmm. just because our ladies needed to perform after COVID. That's all it was. All of a sudden it started to, you know, kind of snowball into, oh my gosh, you know, we could do this, we could do that. And then when Valerie and I get together, it's just a mountain of ideas and creativity <laughs> and we just can't stop, which yeah. is a good thing, but it's also, you know, something to be careful with. So <laughs> Andres comes in and he goes, okay, wait, hold on, hold your horses. This is what I need from you first. I need you to just bring me, you know, a written proposal of what you're looking to do, what your goals are, you know, X, Y, Z. Also, what both of your backgrounds are. And mind you, listeners, if you don't know Andres and I, we've been together for 15 years. He is my boyfriend. Um, but still working with family is, as most of us know, is very difficult working with family. <laughs> so it's good to just respect our boundaries and also the... the the professional fields that we're in. So Valerie and I did our homework. She came, we had a dinner. It turned into like a five hour long dinner. She came with her laptop. She came with all of the work that she's done with a very extensive work that she's done. Um, I, you can take it from there actually, Val. 
And I'm, you brought your things. <laughs> and I brought my things and my numbers. And that's how I basically prove myself. But also Andre has been, ha, he has been an audience member in my production. So I also right. had more evidence that was not only on the written paper, uh, he also saw it. Uh, and I had to do the same thing. And he, I, he I wrote down thing. everything that I had done in my art field um, for, you know, creating little shows in curating my own shows, you know, how I got some sponsorships here and there, and then also for the belly dance. So we both did our homework. And that, was a, that was an interesting story in a sense of, uh, that was from your perspective, how you saw it. So yeah, that, 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 that. is that is your side. And then you know, my side was, okay, you want money. And then immediately my brain goes into like, you're, you're, no, you're an investor. I let, let, let's hear more about this opportunity. It is, if it's there, I don't want my name all, all over the place. And I, and I told you, okay, um, I kind of pledged it beforehand. I go like, okay, this is how much I will be willing to um, for the little information, but I want to meet up with you two guys because I want to know what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. And then that's when you guys showed up with computers and everything. It was to be a nice dinner and it was five hours because I asked a lot of questions. There was a lot of things that I wanted to understand and didn't quite grasp and that's something mm. that an investor will do i really wanted the project to work i really wanted to step out of my, little, my box in this case but i wanted to know how is the market going is it marketable is it, re- is it can you do it again i so mm. i asked all those questions that's why it was a five-hour meeting in the end and um and i think that was the main reason why it didn't end up being just a small theater show for students like I have seen before it became to what it is now I think it was because I managed to ask a lot of questions and to get you guys going into into like okay it throw a lot of light also on things that we haven't even uh, asked ourselves Mm -hmm. but I think in my case like I have received investors in a few projects but once you get it specifically with people that is so hungry like me and her, you're going to go wild and beyond because Mm -hmm. you got finally that extra help, which allows you to also be more relaxed about certain things because now you can create not from a, how do you say, money noise state of mind, Mm -hmm. which I think it's one of the worst things that could happen to us creators is to be... uh, trying to create something, but then have that little monster here asking you, you know, where are you going to get the money or, you know, are you going to be able to sell this show to get that money back? There's two ways to go about it and, and whether you have the money or not. And, and I'll give the two examples mm-hmm. for creators, for you guys, for anybody who doesn't have the backing just yet. I would like forget about the money mm-hmm. and create it, create it on paper. Run it on paper. Run the company on paper. See how That's it works. That's a great out. idea. And, and with that, you can go with investors. Like, look, I did my yes. homework. This is how much I had to sell. This is how much I had to do. This is how many pictures I had to take. And then, but do not think about the money if you don't have the money. If you don't have mm-hmm. the backing, if you don't have the company, if you're just starting, forget about the money and just bring up your vision and put it on paper so it will solidify. The only reason I say put it on paper is because your mind is always changing things. It's always going too wild. Things that I'm like, you haven't even done one, two, three, and you're already in 10. Mm-hmm. But that will keep you there. So that's the first step. Second, at HCAP, as a, as a chief financial officer, I always tell them, okay, we want to do this, we want to develop that. Uh, give us a budget. I'm like, no, create it. Mm. Create it, and then I will find the money. And I will give you the, the budget back, and then you will have to rearrange a little bit. I always go like, do not let the money hinder your creativity or what you want to do. And I always tell them, forget about the money. Just just throw it at me. And then and then you go wild and then you go and then and then you will see like, oh, this is what is possible. Mm-hmm. And it's still gray. And then because what is possible, then and it happens. And then so so that's why a lot of people don't know go very far, don't achieve because they continue going wild and wild and wild and like it's not gonna happen because he only does that because he trusts us. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to add something when it comes to finding an investor. I think it's very important that an investor or someone that's seeking an investor n- is not only just seeking money, but also guidance. Mm-hmm. Because when it comes to money, if, if an investor is just coming in for the money or to make money off, off the venture, 
then you're just going to have this person, like you said, in your ear, where's my money? Where's my money? Where's my money? Mm -hmm. But an investor that can also guide you guys through the process and is fully invested in the project because they love the project is, is way more valuable than just funding, just receiving funding. So I, I would, I would like to add that if you want funding, go to a bank mm -hmm. because the bank's going to want their money back 100%, but they're not going to be knocking at your door every single day. Like, Hey, where's my money? Where's my money? And, <clears throat> and if it's just money that you want, great. But, an investor should bring more to the table than just money. And I think that's super important. That's very important. That's a really good tip to look for. I don't think we think of that very often. I think we might also be afraid to ask for that support or for that guidance. You know, some people, um, they're just afraid to ask for help. Yeah. Especially, I mean, women tend to do that more than men. Um, but also since we specifically were in an industry that's dance, um, that has to do with a lot of feminine energy and a lot of, you know, mind that it's, so that's a very good tip to do is just to, you know, get out of that comfort zone, get out of that mentality and just go ask. And also to, when you do go ask, gauge, you know, is this person also going to kind of help you, yeah. guide you or ask you questions? And I guess you, you know, by if they are asking questions like how Andres asked And you're, you're going to enter in a relationship with this person at, at the end of the day. Can you work with this person? Yes. Does this person listen to you when you talk to them? Do Does does this person talk back when, when you know, like what relationship <laughs> are, are you having? Are you having with this person? Having so. <laughs> <I> mean, flashbacks. <laughs> I, I bet, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, so true. You know, like, I have become like a little bit more serious or specific of like with who, who I accept the money. Whereas, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. I'm sure you've gone through so many different scenarios where you're like, what did I put myself into? Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, sleepless nights where you're like, how, what, how, how can I get how out of here? This? Yeah. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are probably listening right now and saying, oh, well, you guys got an investor because that's your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. You know, and you guys got an investor because you guys were friends from before and you were renting the space then and, and all that good stuff. But that's where it starts. You know, on on anything, you should always go to your friends and family first. You know, and I know it's kind of hard to work with friends and family sometimes. So you have to, you know, put hard boundaries on, on certain things and be very specific and have everything in writing yeah. even more. Yes. You know, but don't be afraid to ask your friends and family it's for a great help. way to practice. Yeah. And for money and for, you know, obviously, remember, you got to pay that person back and they're <laughs> going to live with you at the end of the day or you're going to see them every single day. So don't let that person down as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm so be, be responsible. When it comes to the part of the investor and in, yeah, I, in, in probably the reason you had the bad experiences, all, we are always protected by contracts. I did a contract for you guys. Yes, yes I'll send it to you yes. guys. Mm -hmm. I yes. told you the guidelines, the ins, the outs, everything. Mm -hmm. So there's no 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 gray areas. It's black and white. Mm -hmm. So you guys did not have to. I didn't have to be on your ear. Be like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'll be like, I'm a resource for marketing for anything within my expertise. I'm a resource for even. I might have contacts. Remember, an investor or an, it's more investors than anything else. Add a relationship. You build a relationship with them. And then you put it under contract so it, you don't have that, okay, I have the money and now that person, you cannot harass me now for X or Y. It is in the contract that I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to be doing and it is ongoing. Um, but always look for, for those parts, like the contract and, and, and everything. That's why I did it for you, you know? Yeah, I'm glad you both brought that up because it was uh, it was a really important thing that we did that we respected, you know, our boundaries. I, I kind of hinted at it, but we respected our professional boundaries and, and what we value ourselves. So it was good that, you know, we still the process of you becoming one of our investors was was that of out of respect and out of no, I value your work, you value my work and. Um, though family could be tricky, but it also doesn't have to be if both parties understand, you know, what. And honestly, family is 
one of our biggest supporters, you know, our, one of our first mm-hmm. supporters, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Usually you the know, they should be. They, yeah. And the problem, right? is, the problem with family, family itself is because you guys don't draw contracts. It's like your mom or your dad. And it's like, here's your money. But then whenever you guys have a fight, it's like, you're going to give it back. But I'm like, <laughs> if even if it's your mom and dad, try just something simple. Like, look, these are my guidelines. And then we both sign here. And then now there's something solid. Mm-hmm. And, and at least with the money and it separates the the personal relationship from the business relationship it's business. now mm-hmm. now it's business so now you're protected now it it, it goes to a different a different level and uh, professionalism correct. even mm-hmm. even from, from and then even the, the part family. with love but professionalism yeah. <laughs> and and the part that was like oh like Kendry was saying it's like oh you guys got the money because the, your boyfriend and all these things and I'm like I separate that I could have said no if I didn't like the full idea that's why I asked a million and one questions. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Come I've on. been oh, there, count, too. Countless times. It's like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And he's like, no, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't make sense. And it's great. It's great to have a hard stop, you know, because I'm a dreamer. You and can I'm go a, wild. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and for me, everything is possible and everything is easy and like this and the other. And then he's like, no, like. Did you first of all? Where's my one sheet? <laughs> Correct. Okay. I never say no at the yeah. get go. Mm-hmm. I always go like, okay, put it on paper because mm-hmm. on paper you organize yourself. And I can assure you, half the time you probably try to do the paper and you go like, oh, this no. is insane. Yeah. Like, no, no. I, I want to say 90 percent of the time I don't bring him anything because it's like ridiculous. <laughs> what am I asking for? <laughs> but but it, it does that. So now going into the other part, relationships. You had to build a network. When you had to make friends. You had to be out there. Yeah, you're dancers. Uh, usually, artists are the ones that, that that are so. I don't know why. You only want to be rich, or you want to make a living after you die. Why? And it shouldn't be like that. Go out, talk to people, show your art, do do little expositions. So I know that that you guys were mentioning that it's like, oh, you got the money. Kendry says like, oh, you guys got the money that people think like I'm your boyfriend. But no, I would have to say no if I didn't like the project, and then. It is, it is on the on, on on that part. I created the contract and and all of it. But you had to build relationships. You had to go out there, uh, be the artist, be out there with and meet people, bring them in. Once you have that relationship, whenever it happens, they already know you. They already know what your work ethic is. I have seen some of your shows before. I know how you work and you organize. But I I wanted to know more, and, and the relationship was there. Yes. But I did not give the money mm-hmm. because or somebody's boyfriend. It was because I was in. It was an interesting show, and even it had a different name. I could like. I didn't like that name. I suggested. Yeah, something. Yes, the belly and stories. But by yeah. the way, our original name was My Body Speaks. Yeah, and I was like, "What is he saying? What is the body <laughs> saying?" And, <laughs> and, and and then I, and I go into like, "How do you market that?" And then you get stuck at the My Body Speaks. You get stuck at at, at what he's saying at that particular moment in that particular thing. But then with stories. Everybody's story is different. The dance will tell you a story. The person will tell you a story. The 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 scenery, the the, the theater. So it, it was more broad. So you see how the opportunity is being more for me to 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 mm-hmm. to actually put my money into. And and again, for me, it was a, a different opportunity. It was a personal opportunity because I wanted to do it more in a f- philanthropic kind of way, mm-hmm. the, the philanthropy of it. Like I wish I just given you as the money, and be like for the arts kind of situation. Mm. I, I'm not quite there yet, but I, I will be one day in which I have my own foundation. I'm just giving money for the arts. That's one of my... You have your my, own personal goals. My, yeah. my own personal mm-hmm. goal in the future. For now, it's investment, so I can give money and and and, and do that. Mm. And um, uh, one of the things that once we discussed for those five hours, now it was a different type of show. It was more like a theater. You had the stories. I remember, I will never forget Valerie's face because we're sitting here in, in this dinner table and I go like why don't you call it belly dance stories and Valerie goes like oh wow. stop everything and then <laughs> and then all her I can see like fireworks and I go like okay keep it I know you're gonna do something with it so it gets me excited on that but I always wanted to invest something in the arts you know I don't I don't purchase that much art for, for collectibles I like more like the human side um, another reason was that I grew up around women I grew up in a house with 14 women and um, I would say it was a place and experience seeing from the, the, how they fight to like, it was all family, of course, how they fight, how they function and things like that. Also the unfairness, I, 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 I saw that. Um, 
And then I, I saw it as an opportunity and, and your community has always been, you know, for 15 years I've been around it. So I, I saw the opportunity on that sense too. So I was touched emotionally plus business opportunity plus a way for me to start in, in, in embarking in a, in a different topic and I'll be your resource. And the last part of that, it is go speak to people with a relationship. You might get say no a lot for the money, but you will get a wealth of information. Mm. Yeah. I can assure uh -huh. you, if you come to Kendry or anybody who's like, oh, how you do this, how you do that? You have us for hours. And that's something that I learned from my mentors. My mentors were business owners, doctors, all these things. And, and they will go off and I will just listen and listen. And they will tell you everything to the detail. Most people, and a lot of them are wealthy, um, think like, oh, wealthy people, bad or evil. But if you ask them a question on how they build their business, they're so damn proud. And they will tell you to detail even where they got their money to beginning to end. And even if they don't give you any money for your venture, you now have a wealth of, of information. Mm -hmm. And I think most of my knowledge came from that more than the bank. The, the bank. bank provided those customers for me, but it was up to me to ask the questions and get all those answers. But I tell everybody, go ask, go ask the questions. And that's something that, that I, I always say, and I, uh, I don't... I'm in a position right now or I have decided for myself, I'm not going to volunteer information anymore. You know what I do? You know my expertise? Come ask me a question. Sometimes I see people in Starbucks discussing and I, and I know it's kind of wrong and I know how it works because I have that experience. But I don't go like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, if they don't, they don't know me. But if there's people that know me and they don't ask me a question, I will not volunteer. I, I, it, it will come... It, it, I don't know. It, it, people don't receive well. It's like, you should be doing this way. That instead you yeah. ask me, I know how you work. Or like, I've seen you. Mm. Tell me about your day. That happened the other day. We had a whole 30 minute discussion and I was, you see, they came to me and asked me, how you run your day? And I talked for 20 minutes straight and they were like, this was great. That later on, she sent me a message like, wow, it changed my perspective a little bit on some parts and, and it's useful. It's so crazy that you say that because I feel like before myself, I would, I would volunteer my information mm. too and be very like, oh, you know what you should do? Oh, you know what you should do? And it, I've slowly but surely been like, no, until someone asks me what my opinion is on something, that's when I, I'm going to speak to them. Because a lot of people goes in from one ear and out the other. You and they're know, not ready to receive yeah. it. They're not ready for that unless you're seeking information. Mm -hmm. w with us, we seek information all the time. And that's why we can sit down with anybody. It could be anyone and we'll have a nice conversation and we'll get so much out of that conversation because we're asking the right questions. Mm -hmm. But when you're, when your opinion and you're just blurring out your opinion to, to different things, it, it, it's not received, you know? So why waste your time? Yeah. You, you, know? you, you will be, you will find your level. I, I can I know where, where to go to ask those questions and I know who, who comes to me for those questions. Right now you're in a different environment, you're building this big show. Maybe three years from now, you're not gonna go to a belly dancer who is starting the little show and be like, you know you should do this or that. No. You won't do that. You probably will go to someone who does like a, a show that is above you, some Broadway thing or something like that, and you ask it, how you do that? How you do this? And they will give you the information. But when you go to them like that, it's like, how you telling me to run and my, my, my own show that they, they won't even, I don't know. I find it a well received for me. It's funny because on the flip side, when people tell me their opinions, obviously I don't, I don't, you know, use every single opinion that they give me, but I love to receive that information. Mm. So when people do come up to me and they're like, Oh, you know what you should do? Or you know what you should do? Or you know what you should do? Especially knowing what, what my field is and all that stuff. I just sit there and I listen because mm -hmm. sometimes they have good things to say. I'm not necessarily asking them, but they'll just blur it out and they'll say like, oh, you know, you should do yeah. this and this and that. And then, and then I'll be like, that's a good, that's a good, that's yeah. a good, you know, feedback. So I love to receive feedback. I don't necessarily give it too yeah. much well, unless asked for. Feedback is different than advice. Or opinions. Like, yeah. Or opinions. Yeah. No, no, yeah. When yeah. it comes to financial advice, I don't go out of my way anymore. You know what I do. Come to me. Moral of the story, keep asking the questions and keep yes. taking in information yes. from different sources. Keep learning. All different. Yes. Mm -hmm. Keep talking mm -hmm. to people. Keep mm -hmm. dabbling in different things that have nothing to do with what you're doing. Mm. You just never know what you're going to find. You know? Or if you have the time. think you don't know that has nothing to do with what exactly. you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it does. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm. Wonderful. So should we ask our last question? Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Uh, bueno, you already kind of like answer a little bit, Andres. We wanted to ask you about your male perspective out of our production, which you gave us a beautiful insight. And we wanted to ask Kendrick about how can people approach HGAP uh, and other companies for sponsorship. So for us, it's, it, the process is very simple. We try to make it as simple as possible. Um, before you ask us, um, make sure you know what you're asking, which we've mm -hmm. already, uh, already touched up on that. Um, make sure you're at the stage to receive sponsorship, which we've already touched mm -hmm. up on that mm -hmm. as well. But generally, it's very simple. If you don't know us personally and can have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with us, um, sending an email with a lot of information in that email um, generally helps that way when we if we do decide that hey this is a project that I think could mm -hmm. align well with HGAP Studios then we'll go ahead and reach back out and we'll schedule a meeting and we'll have that one on one mm -hmm. sit down because like I said one thing is uh, having a really cool project but I also need to know who's leading that project for me that's probably more important than having a really cool project Because we can develop, you know, if the project is not there, we can develop it together. But if the person is not there, there's nothing I can do about mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, so mm -hmm. it's very important that, you know, you know what you want. You're at the stage that you know what you want. And then if we think it aligns with what we are trying to do, then we'll jump on board and we'll have that sit down conversation. And we'll try to help. To add a little, a little bit to that, mm -hmm. it is uh, internally how the company sees it. It's like, do we have the resources? Are we interested? And then we see the opportunity, even if the resources, so we balance all that out before we go into what we can give. Sometimes, as we have said before, sometimes it's money, sometimes it's resources, but not to discourage anybody, do your diligence and ask. Mm -hmm. Always go. You never know what answer you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Always go out there. Yeah, just ask. Yeah. This was a very valuable conversation. Wait, I want you to ask me the question you were going to ask him. Oh, I, I still, I still want to answer that. What do you think about our production? Yeah. But, but what do you think about our production or as females? As I think you a, had, male perspective. a male perspective. A male, male perspective. perspective. We were curious what the male perspective was. Yeah. On the female production, on, a, mm -hmm. on an all female, female production. You can throw it like that. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. I see your all female production as any kind of production. It, it has no gender. Mm. You know, creation is creation, whether it doesn't matter who you are. So when it comes to age gap, we don't see gender. We don't see race. We don't see mm -hmm. anything that involves the human except for what their values are as a human being. And like if we can work together. So whether it doesn't matter who you are, if you're a creator and you want to do something cool, we will totally be about that. And I, and I was biased on that because I told you, <laughs> I has told you the story, but, but I, I see how hardworking you guys are. I have seen you. I know, I know the story from, from your shows of how hard you work behind the, 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 the curtain yeah. and, and all those things to bring these productions. And this one, I, I, it has been quite the, the, the workers. I'm, I'm very involved. I get a lot of, like every week is, is something on marketing or whatever it is. So like all the stories themselves and, and try to, to put something together and something that it keeps on growing. And I can see the next years even in growing to, to many different mm -hmm. levels. Aspects, yeah. and, and then for me, that's, that's the fun part. But I, I love seeing the, the, the hard work and, and from the male perspective, women work so hard. So hard, and you know what I'm saying. And less than men, but it just for some reason for me is is uh is perspectively speaking, I was like they're relentless, mm -hmm. it, and nothing nothing stops them. And I can see like the hustle. Mm -hmm. So so yeah, I know no, I know my money is, is, is safe there. I have a good pet. <laughs> <laughs> it's so interesting about the male perspective because you guys were asking about. You know, when, when other entrepreneurs come for you to ask questions, and now I'm going to jump into another topic, but in our business, actually, I would say that many of my business friends, they will get very suspicious if a, somebody else will come and be like, hey, how do you do your business? How do you run it? You yeah. know, it can get very catty. Yeah. But I have always had that suspicious that guys manage businesses different than ours. <laughs> And yeah, somehow I, I, the way I've, we relate 
it, I've it, never it's seen so it as like a catty thing. Yeah. You know, it, you it, is, it, it is a little bit different the way we perceive things mm-hmm. than the way females perceive exactly. things. Exactly. For you guys, it might seem like a catty, like, what, you're coming for me? Exactly. Or you're coming for my business? Exactly. For us guys, it, it, it never, it, it's never about, um, you know, a jealousy or like, oh my God, they're going to come for my business or they're, they're going to try to, it, it's more like a, we're all buddies. We're all trying to just help each other. At least me. I, I guess I guess that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's yeah. not always we a good thing. We all have our biases, yeah, because our our dance community is just very tiny. It's very, it's very tiny. tiny, and also, I don't know. Not um, anymore. What what's it's growing. What, it's growing. What, you, what you guys have, yeah. is is going to be very big. And that tiny community, because you guys are here in Miami, seems small, but this thing is going to explode for you guys. We want to make it big. That's why we invest. That's why we sponsor, because we see the value in what you guys are doing. And uh, and then I can see how it can grow. And another part is like, if you guys get very big or famous, for don't forget about us. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it's like, it, it, it feels great to be part of something that, that you guys were really hard. I've seen that. The, the numbers that you know keeping the accounting mm-hmm. and not just just the artistic part it, it, it's all that come mm-hmm. together and, and the people that you work with I have seen that too and how there's so much potential for everybody to grow by working together it's not a competition exactly. it's a collaboration exactly. that's what I'm going business, for mm-hmm. it's not a competition a good business is a collaboration more than a competition mm-hmm. and that's how you move forward and what you're saying Kendrick like when you see and you're trying to help other creators you already know that you know if they're building more space for creators will mean that there's going to be more, more creators. More creators. That's it. Which at the end is going to be beneficial for me. That's our angle, to help yes. the creative community. That's and it. the collaborations, I think, are so essential for business, period. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's so important. It's so important. And they're so effective. I think, like, I have done really well as a freelancer, dancers, precisely for doing this type of collaborations. So mm-hmm. this has been a very refreshing conversation. It really has. Um, Thank you. I hope that the audience also gets, especially the artists, that there's this myth that artists cannot do business or they're bad at doing business. Uh, and there's so many ways we can do it. And I do feel like as an entrepreneur also, there's a, an important aspect of creativity and arts involved in the way that we build businesses. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. So thank you for listening to this amazing podcast of Belly Dance Stories. Make sure you get your tickets for our next production Sunday, April 30th at the Sandra Rivers Theater. Where do they where they can find out everything about us. Everything about us is on our website. It's bellydancestories.com. And we also have an Instagram, bellydancestories underscore, oh, bellydance underscore stories, and also our YouTube channel and our Spotify. And that was it. Thank yes. you guys so much. Thank you. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>